welcome back. It's time for customers who click. We're joined today by another D2C brand, which uh, is always a great episode. Today, I've got Trey Brunner with me on the show. We're going to be talking about how they've scaled Bamboo Avenue over the last couple of years. More specifically, how customer feedback has helped them develop the business and their product range by getting a really good understanding of how and why people use their products. If you're looking for real-world examples on how to use customer feedback to grow, this is the episode for you. Let's get Trey on now. Hi, Trey. Thanks for joining me today. Would you mind just giving us a bit of an introduction, a bit of your background and how you've got to where you are today? Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, when I graduated college, got a job at Facebook and that was four years ago. And right away, I knew I wanted to really just dive into being digital nomad and getting into e-commerce as my job at Facebook was to teach all these other brands on how to grow through Facebook and Instagram marketing. And so I was just so fascinated with doing that. I was listening to all these podcasts. And so I started my own business. I started two of them, Bamboo Avenue and Vibe Interior. And it allowed me to move to Bali, move to Tulum. And it's four years later. And I just love the journey of building the brands, connecting with our customers and just building products that people truly love. Awesome. Sounds great. How have you found it trying to run a business? And I mean, I suppose you, you haven't moved around too much, but you've you've been in different time zones, you've, you know, you've switched your locations. How has that affected things? There's positive and negatives. Like when we lived in Bali, it was amazing. Our lifestyle was amazing, but we didn't work as much because we were just enjoying that daily lifestyle. Now I'm back in the U.S. and we came back here because we really want to focus on our business. We want to set it into, put it in a place that maybe we can sell it one day, or maybe that it's at a point where we just really feel like we're financially set where we don't have to worry about things anymore. So it's just, I guess every place has a pros and cons and you have to kind of understand that before getting there. For us, it's about a hybrid schedule that we want in the future where we have a lifestyle place and we also have a place where we grind happily throughout the year. Yeah, cool, fair enough. So how do you get customers clicking at Bamboo? Is, sorry, is it Bamboo Avenue or Bamboo? Bamboo Avenue. Bamboo Avenue, yeah, I thought I thought so. Yeah, yeah how do you get customers clicking? Well, the best way that we get people to click is by actually just connecting with them and doing customer feedback and really learning what they like about our products or what they don't like or why they don't buy. So one thing that we do for our business that has took us from not leaving my nine to five to leaving my nine to five was just doing sending out type form surveys and understanding why people aren't buying or understanding why people are buying how they're using our products. So it really evolved our brand. And every year we send over two to three surveys per year now where we learn a lot about our customers and what we should launch in the future. Okay. So it's, uh, it's blast surveys. It's not, or well, do you gather feedback on an ongoing basis as well? I mean, we have like reviews where we get to see a lot and how people use it, what they think about our products. That's obvious, but it's not necessarily blast too. Sometimes we only send our surveys out to our top customers. If we really want some really good feedback that we value these customers the most, Sometimes we send it to people who haven't bought at all to understand where we do better at marketing. And sometimes we send it to everybody that's on our email marketing list to understand just overall what the sentiment is about a brand and what our products are. Okay, cool. So how do you how do you approach gathering this feedback? You know, what how do you decide what you want to learn or what you want to learn about? <clears throat> yeah, so usually around like September every year, that's when we first started. So when we when we started our brand in 2018. It wasn't the easiest year, the best year. We didn't know anything about marketing. We didn't know anything about advertising. The only thing I had was experience at Facebook. 
I thought I knew everything at that time. And so our first survey, the goal was just really to understand if we had a good product and what people actually like about it and how they use it. And what we found out in our first survey was that everybody was not using our short set swim trucks and they're actually were using it for everyday life, which really positioned and changed our brand for the long term. How we And so how we actually get these surveys, we usually just send an email to our email list. We tell them, hey, please take a survey. Well, it's very genuine, very honest. It comes from the founders, from myself and Mariah. It's a written email. And we give them a discount code once they take it. And they also respond to the email, which helps our deliverability on email as well. They get a discount. We get feedback and we get to grow our brand. So it's pretty straightforward and beneficial on all parties as well. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, so initially, where you your whole positioning was around the swim as swimwear, right? So all your advertising, yeah, so we, I think. Yeah. So when we started our brand, it, we were just a swimwear brand. We wanted to create a product that really embodied the lifestyle that we care about, which is traveling, exploring, and so swim trunks made sense. We were even thinking about making women swimwear as well. And then we got this feedback that everyone was using it for everyday life. And for us, we liked that as well because we didn't want to just be swimwear. We wanted to be a brand about the digital nomad life or the people who travel. And so it was perfect feedback. It was right in time, right before COVID as well, for us to kind of switch our marketing. But we also made some changes to our product as well. At that time, we only had shorts. And it, it worked out perfect because everyone during COVID wanted comfortable shorts to wear for yeah. all day long. But when they go walk their dog or when they do travel, if they get to and and so on. Yeah. So do you remember what question you asked <clears throat> in order to find that out? Question. The, the main question that we learned in, that was in 2019 was, why do you use our products? Or where do you wear our shorts? And we just got a whole list of, wow, they're not just saying swim trunks. Because that's all we used to advertise is these are your best swim trunks, the most versatile swim trunks, we would say. Because we were already positioned as versatile, but we weren't saying, we were saying swim trunks. And so what we learned is like, no, these are most versatile shorts now. Yeah. And that's a big difference in how people buy them as well. Yeah, interesting. So even though... Yeah, it's it's just curious you went down this route, right? You see a, a, a lot of brands wouldn't ask that question, right? Because they see they would, you know, let's say we've got another brand which is selling the same sort of thing, they see it as swimwear, and so don't see the need to ask that question. Where do you use it? Because the assumption is people use it as swimwear. So yeah, you know what? What do you think has been the big impact or? What do you think would happen if you hadn't got that feedback? That's a good question. We definitely wouldn't be here where we are now. I, I like the direction we took. If we went down the swimwear route, maybe it would have been as exciting. But because we've done that, we found that there's a lot of value in the first year. We changed our product just a little bit. And the next year we did more surveys and we found out people want more colors. We found out that they want more products. And so I guess there's two learnings that we got out of that. One, keep doing surveys. And two, that we want to be on this more of this athleisure, everyday clothing path than swimwear. If we didn't do the survey, we'd probably still be swimwear. We might even might not even be around anymore. We never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is kind of exactly what you want to hear, really, isn't it? This speaking to you know, speaking to customers, 
gives you a really good idea of where where the business really should be going. So how how has that helped you develop the business? Yeah, so but I know you've obviously got moved away from the the swim aspect of it, but yeah, like in terms of marketing, in terms of product as well. How how's that yeah, information yeah, so driven? And the marketing it really helps us understand what gets them to buy. So we send surveys to people who don't buy as well. And so, and at the, the first question we ask them is, have you bought from Bamboo App? So on the survey, so we understand if they bought or if they have it, and we get to see how their, their answers change a lot. And so from the marketing standpoint, the surveys are very, very helpful for us as well, because it really gets us, it allows us to understand why they're not buying. It allows us also to understand what they would want to use the products for. So they still answer the questions, even if they haven't bought, like if I were to buy these shorts, I would want to wear them for this, this, and this. And so it really helps us kind of pivot the way that we, especially on social media marketing, we can make ads specifically for each activity or each angle. And so that's kind of how we approached it the last two years is we send a survey out in the fall after our um, summer peak season. And we really get to understand, okay, what got people to buy. And so it really dictates how we communicate with our customers, I guess, on why they need our product. The biggest thing that we know that people buy our product and people love our product is because it's extremely comfortable and versatile. And so that's something we stay true to at all times, but then we get to pivot a little bit on, okay, a lot of people are wearing them for, let's say this summer we learned a lot of people are wearing them for pickleball now. So that's like a up, up and coming sport in the U S and so now we can maybe focus on that if we wanted to. So it really helps us understand. And I think, I think the key part that you mentioned a blast the way we position our emails, I don't have it up right now, so I can't read it to you, but the way we position it, it's really genuine. It's because it really is coming from the founders. We only get like a thousand to 2000 responses, which I think is enough for us. I mean, that's, that's a fun, it's fantastic. That is, that's a, a good amount of data. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, we really look through all the answers. So it's not like it's just going into some algorithm and it's telling us the, the top answers or whatever. Like we actually look through these and see what their answers are. They're open-ended as well. So they really get to tell us everything. Like, why'd you buy? What do you love about the shorts even six months later? All those details. Yeah, so what you've talked a bit about the what your customers are telling you and how that's kind of driven the business a bit. But what about the the people who, who haven't purchased? Like, what are, you, what are you finding out from them? What's the key insight? We, well, we learned like why they haven't bought. So in 2020, we, or 2021, we did a survey and we, we said like, what can we do to improve our shorts? At that time, we only had shorts and which led to our version two shorts called the Boundless Shorts. And we took all the feedback we got, not all of it, but most of it, the ones that we thought were top and added it to our new shorts. And so that includes, we added liner, like the most comfortable liner if they want it. So it's optional now five and seven inch inseam. So people wanted different lengths. And that was the reason why they weren't buying the year before. Softer fabric, a zipper pocket. So all this feedback, we didn't just come up with, we, we literally just looked at our surveys and saw the, the most common answers. And then also a lot more colors. So every year our product strategy and direction is led by the people who don't buy as well. The people who, who are interested in our brand, but they just haven't made that purchase because we don't have the perfect product for them right now. Yeah. Okay. So in your case, it is it was a case of the the product didn't meet their requirements. And at the time yeah, you yeah. didn't have the the alternative and the the solution. So it's good that they 
it's good that you've you've then developed the product for them and I'm, I'm guessing managed to turn a lot, a lot of those people into purchases based on that feedback now yeah we haven't done the, we haven't like cross analyzed if they came back and bought after we've done the feedback we grew as a brand so hopefully they came back maybe they were one of those customers but overall it has helped us with our our growth for sure yeah okay cool Maybe not. Right, research wise, we talked about obviously obviously you've done your, your emails. You mentioned reviews as well. So where where else do you look for feedback? Or where are some good places for feedback? Where have you found it a bit, you know, pointless? I mean, honestly, primarily those are our two main main drivers. Well, one other thing that we do to kind of understand how we can market better is we look at a lot of our competitors who have similar products. And we look at the reviews to understand why they're using it. And that's one way that we also improve our marketing is by really understanding and just speaking that language to our potential customers. Like, hey, we know you walk your dog in in your shorts all the time and then you go to work directly. We have that product for you. And so, I mean, those those are the three areas that we really focus on our competitors reviews as far as like how we should market better to our customers if we feel like we have a better product than them. And then just on the customer feedback as far as the surveys. We don't, I mean, as far as 2023, we're looking to leverage it even more because there's so many ways. I don't even think I got into it, but we use Typeform as our survey and you can really segment between, you know, customers, repeat customers, not a customer. You can segment by age as well. So we know we have an age range of like 20 to 50. So there's different patterns we see between the ages. And so it really allows us to understand, okay, where do we want our brand to go? And which, I guess, which surveys we should give more weight to based on our direction as well. And I guess as far as 2023 though, our biggest focus is getting more feedback. So we're gonna try leveraging like TikTok organic more. A lot of people wanna comment and engage there. It's maybe not the most productive or positive comments at all times, but you get a lot of feedback on what you should launch as far as new colors and things like that. It's it's interesting you say that. I was actually speaking to someone about transcriptions earlier because I've I I use a, a tool to transcribe the podcast and I've I've just started well I've, I just checked out a new tool today which is looking really really good. But one of the things these tools don't get right is you know every now and again it gets a word wrong, right? It just mishears it, misunderstands it, and it's wrong, which means the the caption or the subtitle that they put up is wrong as well. And I mentioned this to my friend, and it's something I've thought about before as well. It's not necessarily a bad thing because you'll get people engaging with the content just to point out that there's a spelling mistake, right? And you can view it in the same way as as those one-star reviews on Amazon, which say, oh, like delivery was a day late. And you're like, well, so you see that comment or that review and you go, okay, that doesn't matter. I don't care about that, but it's feeding the algorithm for you, isn't it? So really, it's you know, you might get you might get some 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 comments and things which don't help you as the business owner. Like it's it's not feedback for you or anything, but it's people it's people watching, it's people engaging, and, yeah. and it just gives you reach, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think there is a lot of feedback though on on TikTok. People last year we started dabbling in TikTok or this year I met 2022 and we get, we get a lot of negative comments as well, like too expensive, ugly colors. And then we just ask them, okay, what would you want? You got to understand. And this is something that I 
seen in our business, a lot of people will make a comment, but they would not buy even if you had the perfect product anyway. So you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But if you start seeing the common trends of the same comments, then that's where we try to really consider it as well. Yeah, I think you've got the opportunity to really consider that as feedback, but also there's there's a benefit to just responding to it, right? Even if people are just making stupid comments about how, you know, they they hate your color schemes, or you know, they think these disgusting colors or whatever. If you're responding and saying, you know, appreciate the feedback, what colors would you like to see, or what designs would you like to see? They they might not respond because they don't actually like you say they're, they're never going to buy anyway. But yeah. people see you engaging. People see the brand kind of responding to that and saying, "Okay, well, you know, tell us what you do want, and we'll we'll see what we can do." And that's exactly, you know, that's that's always seen as a positive thing. <clears throat> this has come come up on a few conversations recently, and in interviews with customers of my clients as well, where people are saying, you know, they check comments on social media to 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 understand the brand. And if they see a brand responding to people, it's just a really positive sign. It doesn't really matter what the responses are and what the what the conversation is, but the fact that the brand is responding to people is just seen as a massive positive. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So what's what is the big focus for you? you well, you mentioned maybe expanding new marketing channels, but yeah, what what else is what do you else do you see happening in twenty three for you? I think our biggest focus in 2023 is diversification across our whole business. So one on our products, we're going to use the feedback that we got, new designs, products. We're launching 20 new different colorways or different designs for our shorts. We're also launching women. We have t-shirts for men as well and joggers. So diversification on the product side. And that's just coming from the feedback that I mentioned from all these surveys. People ask, telling me they want jogging pants, t-shirts. And the good news is that we already had some of this stuff in the, the pipeline. So it was great to hear that. On the, on the marketing side, it's all about diversification as far as stop leveraging so paid social media as much. As we know, it's getting harder, it's getting more expensive. And so for us, we're focusing on like direct mail, SEO, organic TikTok. We think there's a huge opportunity opportunity there for our brand both of our brands, actually, it's just so easy to get these free eyeballs. You have to stay consistent. It does take a lot of resources, but for us, we think it, it would be worth it if we can stick with it. And also ambassadors and affiliates. So a lot of our strategy the last four years has been social media, paid social media. I think there's a lot of brands out there like myself. And now this is the year about really, you know, switching the way that we acquire customers and finding these new avenues. Yeah. So yeah, a, a bit more focus on the organic side as well as I suppose channels, which are a bit more pay on performance rather than kind of performance ads, which you kind of, you know, you're, you're paying for them anyway, but yeah, yeah. Channels where, yeah, like, aff- like affiliates, for example, where you are literally just paying for whatever they drive to you. Exactly. And another way that we use surveys actually is Inquire. I'm sure you, I think they rebranded now, but it was a post-purchaser. Yeah. Is it no commerce now? Is that what they're called? Mm, I can't I remember. I don't even know. It's yeah, some yeah, different yeah, name. 
<laughs> another one but yeah yeah they rebranded earlier this year didn't they the, the post purchase yeah, yeah. and we used that so we invested like a four months worth of efforts into tiktok this year and we saw a really high lift in tiktok people why they bought was tiktok and that was all paid i mean all free organic so we know there's potential there for our brands it's it, you do need to be consistent and build some good quality content though that's engaging and you know leveraging your brand but that's why we want to really double down on it next year as well. Yeah. And it's quite, it's quite a specific format for, for TikTok, isn't it? It's quite different to, to the other channels. I suppose it is more, it is more content, right. Rather than advertising. Video. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you, you have to make so much content on a daily to, you know, stay relevant on TikTok versus like Instagram, Facebook, you just set your ads up, you make, you make a beautiful feed and it's, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep, keep kind of keep it live. You know, you maybe post post once a day, maybe slightly less just to make sure that your feed is seen as live, but TikTok, you know, can be, a, I guess, a few hours and I, I don't have too much experience with TikTok really, but I imagine, mm-hmm. yeah, potentially after a few hours, you're seeing performance drop off and it's, it's ready for the next, the next piece of content. Cool. So we talked about products, talked about marketing. Is there anything, anything else you wanted to add? Anything else you're, you're kind of excited about next year? To me, I'm just excited about the opportunity, honestly. I think this next year is going to be the toughest it's been in our four-year journey so far as far as acquiring new customers. But I think it's also an opportunity to really separate ourselves from our competitors and do things uniquely in the way that we acquire customers build an audience base and hopefully a year from now we're looking at ourselves and like tapping ourselves on the back like for all the the creative things that we've done this year across the board financing and marketing product development everything is a huge opportunity for us yeah yeah absolutely expansion wise where do you actually sell at the moment are you are you us only are you selling internationally so we're U.S. only just because we haven't even looked into going international. I'm sure there's an opportunity there, but I don't think that will be on our radar for 2023. Only only U.S., only online right now. One thing I didn't mention is we're looking to get into some retail just at a smaller scale in the U.S. just to test it out and really get some experience before we try to go harder in 2024. And maybe even do a few pop-up shops here in, in the U.S., like in Austin, Texas, and, and things like that, just to really get... And that will also allow us to get a lot more feedback as well in person. Yeah. I haven't met too many. I've only met like four people who I see wearing our shorts, actually, because I've been outside the country for the last three years. So every time I came back, there's always a cool experience. But they say they love it. Obviously, they're talking to me, so they're going to say yeah. they love it. But if I'm at a pop-up shop, that will give me a lot of feedback on I mean, why people you, aren't buying and things like that. Yeah, but if you see someone wearing it, They've they've got to they've got to like it, right? Unless they're yeah, yeah. unless they're in a situation where it's that only pair of shorts because <laughs> for, for some reason it's you know they can I, I guess only afford to have one pair or something and it's just it's the only thing they can wear. But yeah, I think yeah. it's it's a good sign. I mean, I know that I've got I've probably got pieces of clothing in my my wardrobe that because I'm not overly you know I don't like the product so much I just don't wear it as much. And there are other other bits which will get worn like every week because it's it's something I like. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know if you're seeing people walking around with them, 
they 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 do genuinely like the product. Yeah, it was a cool experience too because we were in Hawaii for two weeks and we, the first guy we saw was at the gym. So we're like, okay, well, people buy it for the gym. Then we saw a guy just walking in his neighborhood. We're like, okay, well, he's wearing it for everyday use, a different guy. And the third guy we saw at the beach. And we're like, and like we, we've done a good job in marketing that our products can do all these things. So that, that was a really yeah. cool experience for sure. And it yeah, awesome. Fans. Awesome. Cool. So just before we finish up, is there anyone in the kind of e-commerce marketing space that you'd want to sit down for lunch with? Yeah. Sean Frank from Ridge Wallet. Okay. Do you know him? I don't know him, but I know the brand. He's really big on Twitter and I just think he's a pretty humble guy. I don't know him personally at all. Just usually there's a lot of these founders who are really cocky. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this and million dollars of sales. And he's, he also does that, but he also is very genuine and honest and telling you that it's not easy. It's not all yeah. rainbows out there. And so I appreciate that. I would love, I like to meet people like that who are honest about their journey and not just sugarcoating it with the, the highs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you, when you see someone, when you see someone who know or who you think has got a great business and they're saying, you know, it's not always easy. Especially if they're actually yeah, yeah. saying like even like this week or this month they had problems and you're thinking, okay, so, you know, this, it's not something that stops once you pass a certain amount of revenue or something. There's, there's always challenges, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good to be around people who are honest, right? Cause you can learn from them. You can understand and really relate and know, okay, I'm not the only one in this journey. So that's what I yeah. enjoy. Awesome. And have you got any any marketing tools that you'd recommend? I'm using this new tool called Blip, B-L-Y-P. And basically, it's a tool that connects to your Shopify, to your Klaviyo, to your Google Analytics, and, it's, and your Inquire. And it's trying to, what it does is it analyzes your data, and it gives you recommendations on what to do for your business. So a big part of like our business and businesses around our size in less than eight figures, you don't have a team to analyze all the data and then interpret what to do with that data, right? So you have so much data, people have triple whale and things like that. But what do you do when you know your AOV goes down for three days? Is there something you should do? And so this tool, Blip, is built to kind of help you interpret that data and give you next steps. And so to me, I love it. Just started using it. Haven't used it that long, though. So hopefully right. they continue to grow and building building some more as well. Yeah, cool. So when you say you know your your AOV drops of three days, will it say you know like an alert? By the way, your AOV's dropped. It's because people have stopped buying this product, or this product's gone out of stock, and so people are only buying one item, not two. That sort of yeah, thing. it gives you it gives you charts and it also gives you like a, a paragraph on what to do next or if you shouldn't worry about this as well. So I know it talks every week I get a okay. report of here's your sales. If, if it's on par for the last four weeks, it shows, OK, it's down or it's up. It talks about what can be contributing to that, your conversion rate and all these other factors. And then it gives you some more recommendations on what to look into and what to, to improve or look into improve. Oh, awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love to check that out. So B-L-Y-P. Yeah. So, yep. 
Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. It's been been really, really interesting. I love hearing about brands who are using customer research properly. If anyone wants to reach out and find out more, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok. I'm trying to grow my my TikTok at Trey, T-R-A-Y, Brunner, B-R-U-N-N-E-R. And there you'll, you'll see me telling the journey of Bamboo Ave more and telling the, the lows and the highs. Awesome. Yeah, I think you're the first person who said uh, reach out on TikTok. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Trey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Customer feedback is so important for growing a business. You can find out what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and what else you should be doing. In Trey's case, uh, they found out that people were actually using the shorts for everyday use, such as going to the gym, walking the dog, or just chilling at home. Not only does this give them a lot of opportunity for product development, but it also massively opens up the potential market, as not only are there wider use cases for the products, but the seasonality disappears as well. If you can build that relationship with your customers and get a couple of thousand responses per survey you send out or get 10 customers on a call every week, you're guaranteed to get some incredible feedback to grow the business. And this is going to be essential in 2023. If you'd like to hear more from Trey, you can find him on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback or guest requests, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next up, I've got Laura Bull joining me from Gusto to talk about CRO in the meal kit space. But until then, keep those customers clicking. Oh, 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 oh,